Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How long gone? We're back in this bitch. Beautiful sunny day here in Los Angeles. Thank God Jason is with me and not stuck in a submarine uh, dying oh, a slow death looking looking for the, the remains of the, the Titanic. Um, he, he's here. He's available to podcast. Um, and that is something that I can be thankful for. So I'm, I'm glad you're here, Jason. How are you feeling? Uh, I, feel, I feel pretty great. I just got home from the gym, pumped it up had a smoothie i'm drinking the smoothie now <laughs> everything is perfect my uh, life is on track and i'm doing great i'm drinking the smoothie now so there's a bit there's a fairly big announcement today from our friends over at live nation inc um they're taking the the goths to your hometown of huntington beach for something called darker waves fest um that is headlined by new order tears for fears and then continues you know devo soft cell x uh tsol um, oh tsol come on guys i know death in vegas kavinsky the cardigans she wants kavinsky? revenge that's right the cardigans oh. i just is there anything i want to see less than new order in huntington beach outdoors maybe i don't i can't think of anything unfortunately out of all those bands that's I think New Order is the only... I've actually never seen New Order play, which is a travesty because they're one of my favorite bands of all time and they play so many shows still for how old they are. Uh, I'm definitely going to go. You said this is a Golden Voice production? No, nope, it's a Live Nation, but I'm sure... Oh, Live Nation. Okay, well then I'm not going. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I just, fuck with the Nation, baby. The only nation is Nation of Islam, the the Cherokee Nation. Those are the only nations I fuck with, yeah. I don't... I don't. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just a little bit... You know, obviously the festival business is what keeps everything going because they're able to pay bands... For a fortune for a 45 minute set but the setting always seems to be at least for a, a certain kind of band maybe not ideal you, you know what i mean like sure. do i want to see any of these bands outdoors no do i want to see any band outdoors maybe no also if it's in huntington beach potentially on on sand yeah that, that's what because I, they have i know where this i i don't know exactly but there's not like giant venues in Huntington Beach where you can have like, you know, a big festival. I think it has to be on the beach and I think I know what it is and it's usually like, you know, slightly stupid and the Cottonmouth Kings and then <laughs> Sublime featuring Rome and yeah. you know, Huntington Legend. <laughs> a band that's sort of Nazi-ish, not so much anymore. I just I just don't know if I, I just think some of this stuff is 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 like I guess it works, obviously. It just seems like of course. really the the just not ideal for seeing seeing bands well yeah i mean that's who cares no they don't nobody cares it's just it is what it is you know you, you can't go see a, your favorite giant band 
at an intimate theater unless you're like a super cool person and i'm, I'm gonna go see james blake at the cemetery no it's you're, like it's no, kind of know, super chill I know, like i know it's just like the gone are the days when you can go see a band in a setting that's not terrible if they're a big ass band no it's it's true it's true. Unless, unless they like they do like a secret set at soho house like a secret them de- yeah. them jeans DJ or you can set. do you can do uh, the bar italia takes new york where they play five shows in two days which is also like old school and i kind of like it it's like we're gonna play mercury lounge and then we're gonna play like a weird party with the ion pack in at a house in bedsty and all of them all of them are gonna sell out so maybe the, the 700 to 1,000 people that want to see us can all see us. They just got to go, you know, you just got to chase us around town. Yeah. Which I kind of like. That happened back in the day. I mean, the Strokes did that all the time and bands in LA, you totally. would be like, oh, the Silver Sun pickups, they're doing like seven nights in a row all over, you know, the first at this place and this place and this place. It's, you know, it's great to drum up buzz. It makes sense. But I, I, I do want to no, talk more about the submarine though because it's such a... A juicy okay. little. Uh, so these rich people, these rich people paid two hundred and fifty thousand, a quarter of a million dollars each, to go inside of a locked, small, very small. When I saw how small it was, I was stunned. Yeah, I was, uh, I was claustrophobic on on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm claustrophobic seeing a, a, a just a simple JPEG on Twitter. <laughs> um, and they send it. I, I guess you pay. It's like the the broke version of going to space with Elon, kind of. It's only two fifty. <laughs> and they were going to to view the remains of the Titanic, yeah. which seems like at this point couldn't be much. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you mean you know just what due I mean? to erosion and degradation? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, the way exactly. It, yeah, exactly. The sea is yeah. a cruel beast, isn't she? Exactly. I'm not a scientist, but it seems like salt water and weather. Just salt beating. water can't melt steel, steel beams is that what you're saying I, I mean i'm not look i i'm not a conspiracy theorist like you but it just seems like this is an amazing racket and if all of these people die do they deserve it i don't i don't want to say that but <laughs> i mean the, i don't know if you saw this this is breaking from tmz.com but one of the one of the billionaires who is dying at, at, in the ocean his son went to the blink 182 show and was like, this is what I need to be doing. This helps me deal with pain. So so the son was like, you know what? <laughs> you know I'm, what go- <laughs> I'm going through it right now. Dada is, uh, you know, he, he, he drowned to death, you know, maybe 17 hours ago. What I need to do right now. And because I already got non-refundable tickets is go see yeah. Blink-182 live at Red Rocks. And that's my therapy. Yeah, that's his therapy. And, and I mean... Honestly, that's... I mean, that sounds psychotic but uh, it's also something that i have done because i remember i went to the club on 9 11 because <laughs> sure this is a bad national tragedy but it happened it happened a long ways away yeah. from uh, from west do? hollywood i gotta make 500 tonight uh, i mean you know did, did they want me to suffer as well you know i don't know i mean did. i was i was not djing i, I mean i was like a I was like oh a you teen. were just going to turn up no i mean 9 11 it was a long time ago i was just like a little bro you're old as little hell. teeny that bopper clubber that was 2001 you were probably like 1920 i know what 9 11 was chris I, it seems like you don't i mean it seems like you may know the september okay, well, 11th this was, part you, this was before 
were DJing when you said I needed to go make five. This was this was when I made five hundred dollars a month. Okay, okay. this was okay. not. <laughs> okay, this, this was is not. More I, I got to go pick up a quick DJ. This set. is yeah. when you were doing your sag sag style acting when you were doing. Yeah, some this of was when I was doing my ex, my featured extra work as well as making an assortment of graffiti hats. Okay, <laughs> okay, good, good to know. I'm glad you're. But do you think all these people are going to die? Do you think they deserve to die? Is are rich people as stupid as they keep telling us that they are? <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's it's the same thing. I mean, this is an obviously more extreme version, but it's like when the rich guy buys the plane and he can't let someone else fly it because of his ego, mm -hmm. he has to fly it, kills his whole family. Right. You know, it's like, do you do you gotta, why not just be rich? Why can't you just relax, buy a Porsche and, be, and, and chill? Yeah, I, I think once you hit a certain age and you hit a certain number of dollars in the bank account where you, it doesn't matter anymore, you can just buy anything every single day for the rest of your life and it doesn't matter, then you have to start, I mean, they talked about this in the HBO show, the other two, how as soon as your bank account goes into the B's, you just turn into an instant douchebag. You lose all your hair. You get face fillers, and you have a giant thirst to go into outer space this this very second. I just have it's, no. It's just what happens to you. I guess. And I think you're like, what what can I do? I guess I can explore other places that other people in the world who don't have as much money as I do have access to. You can buy yourself into anywhere in America or on on Earth, whatever. That's fine, but space and and the sea i get it. I, I i get that i get that i guess but just the risk is so i mean i guess maybe you just think you're you're you know, the it's edge, like baby. the same the same energy as like a teenager you know you think nothing bad can happen to you and maybe like it comes back around at 60 when you're that rich that nothing bad can happen to you yeah but but life experience should teach you that that's not the case but i guess i guess here here we are so these people are all going to die because they wanted to look at old stuff and this is something to consider, Jason. <laughs> well, you also, you all, I think the 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 part that's a little cruel is because you know we all do want to see, you know, megalomanic billionaires no, no, kind of die, you know, don't. or not die, but just you want to see their not lives true. be inconvenienced at the very least, you know. So when it's like, Speak oh, for yourself. Kim Kardashian's private jet had to had to do an emergency landing in Santa Fe, everyone's like, "Yeah, that bitch should have a dose of reality. I can't pay my child support. This fucking bullshit world, blah blah blah." So, I think I, it's a bummer once because they're show they're rubbing it in by saying like, "Here's the freak show who d invented this company and he's controlling this with a Logitech gaming device controller and he's like, "I built this <laughs> off of scrap parts from Home Depot and Amazon." And you're wondering how did this person who has billions of dollars or millions of dollars trust this grifter to literally do one of the scariest final destination things you could ever so do scary. is just like so go scary. two and a half, three <laughs> so miles <laughs> into the bottom of one of the deepest parts of the it's ocean so in the world where it takes just it like, takes hours to get there. And like just just us talking about this, even even with our like stupid logic, it sounds insane. Like it mm -hmm. sounds like what you just said, but I want to see billionaires kind of sit down at the table and break bread with me. I don't want to see them die, <laughs> but I do think that the like bloodlust that we have for rich people makes something like this like people are loving this. Like yeah. people are loving it. They're dunking on Twitter and it's like, yo, these 12 people are going to die because they wanted to see an old boat. I think that's why they deserve to die, not because of being rich. Right, right. I think we, we got I think we got the technical foul. We don't need the and one. Let's just yeah, let's, yeah. Like let's just yeah. You you know they've paid with their life. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I I think that this is going to 
end poorly. I mean, you. I like that you still keep thinking that they're alive or like they're they're not dead yet. Well, we haven't found. Look, until I see a body, you know how I am. And, and unless I see the body, I'm not declaring anybody dead. The I've learned the hard Scully way over here. Yeah, I've I've learned the hard way with some of my in, in, my investigations. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to call it before. It, Listen, rookie, yeah. <laughs> I don't call it until I see the body in exactly, my hands. Exactly. All right? I do a pulse check and then I'm calling it. In this town, I've seen it all. Okay. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with that. But yeah, it's it's going it's going fucking down <laughs> and. Yeah, it's going down. I, I mean, I mean, it's going down. There's no other way to put it. It's an exciting week uh, in entertainment, Jason, because we're getting two pretty big things. Oh, well, first of all, you watch the John Early special, right? Oh yeah, for yeah, everyone. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already aware are aware of it. But if you haven't watched the HBO special, which they appear to be kind of shadow banning it's definitely not featured at all anywhere on it and you kind of have to dig into the bowels of hbo obviously he's he's not a household name but it's john it's a very good special special on max is is worth the subscription price it really made me chuckle like last night i was finishing it and i couldn't really i was annoyed because i was chuckling so hard i was i was awake you know what i mean i'm trying to uh, kind of drift drift yeah, to don't sleep. watch it before bedtime chris i was i was trying to drift to sleep but early's doing some of his classic early style bits and i'm just you know i'm cracking up and the stuff that he does with his parents is so funny so good so also i like that the band just laughs in the background mm-hmm. like they can't even they can't play it cool they're just like laughing they've they've, they've rehearsed it 700 times before and they're still just like <laughs> god damn it they still the part the part the shit where he where he tells them to, where, where like he flirts with every member of the band and then goes up to the backup yeah. singers and says to tells them to back off <laughs> was just like i was fucking dying it was so good sitting on the so drummer's funny. lap like yeah, uh, i can't do it i don't know <laughs> paradiddle i don't know how my to favorite do part about it so was good. um when he was comparing Oh, he was doing all the direct Trump quotes, you know, grab her by the pussy. And yeah. I came, yeah. I came <laughs> yeah. on to her like a bit, you know, and saying like, this is how I don't want to spoil it. But there's a part where he talks about that in, involving uh, him being gay as well. Really smart. Really well done. It was really good. The band was a nice twist. And like the way it was, it was uh, directed by uh, Tim and Eric, both former guests of How Long Gone. And it's like, a, mm-hmm. it's, or, or no, not directed by, I'm sorry, executive produced by. Produced by. Um, it was absolutely. The way it's done is really cool and like keeps it moving in a way that I yeah, wasn't. It looks good. Yeah, it looks great. I wasn't expecting. But we also, well done. We also get, uh, and just like that, season two. Wait, when does that happen? the same day as as i believe as the bear season two which comes out on thursday starring our guest today fuck me eben moss bachrock uh one of the one of the homies uh you probably know him from the bear obviously he plays ricky um or excuse me richie um but you you also uh know him from probably girls he's been in wes anderson movies you know Mm. several broadway productions um i think he's a marvel motherfucker now he's been dead on law and order at least once star wars i I know he's he's done it all and um and he's low-key been a zaddy for many years low-key low-key zaddy uh low-key zaddy um father of father of two um, you know, just a patron of the arts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and of course he's making bread. So we're going to mostly talk about his <laughs> yeah. sourdough starter program. I, I hung out with him last week and he was really on a tear. I learned a lot about him and kind of his personal style, um, which I also, oh, I can't I wait also, to dig in, you know, yeah, I know you love to get into that stuff, but yeah, let's, uh, let's give, uh, Eben a jingle out there and, 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 
you know, Cobble Hill or whatever <laughs> borough he lives in, and we'll figure out what's going on. <laughs> Lovely. Hey, Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance located near you. Maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash how long and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health Uh oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels and most importantly grows Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress hormone fluctuations and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Eben, are you, you're coming to us from your lair here. This really looks like a... I like this. Is this your house? This is my house. This is where I am like, I don't know, like 80% of the time for the last, you know, 15 years. Damn, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I inhabit this space. I, I, is this your, is this your, like, is this your room at the house? Is this your office or is this the general living quarters? This is the general. There's like just a big okay. open space here. My bedroom's over there. The kid's bedroom is over b- behind you guys. And then, uh, yeah kitchen over there it's um we got it when yelena was pregnant with sasha our first kid and yeah we like were even more stupid than we are now then and we sort of like <laughs> designed this place like oh it'll be great for a couple years and you know so we got like the we have well, i guess this is the long way i said we have one bathroom mm. no, okay. <laughs> no i actually i was gonna i didn't i didn't want to spoil it but i actually i met your daughter last week i met yeah. sasha last week yeah yeah and you guys were talking about having one bathroom and two teenage daughters and i was like that sounds insane 
And I just assume that means you don't get to shower very much. You just shower at, you shower at Equinox, Eben? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Where? not Equinox. My, my gym reality is the Dodge YMCA, you know? That's like, and like during COVID, the towels went away and they haven't come back yet, you know? So it's like, it's, <laughs> okay. it's, 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 okay. it's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. A metaphor for life, really. Um, are you, is your background bl- like blacked out or whited out or you you got like terry richardson's white wall behind you chris what is no it? i'm it's it's a, it's a jailhouse vibe i go for no i don't this is the wall at, my, at our house in la i i don't instead of going like i have the nice shelving here yeah. you know that's a nicer background but i i i just the plug situation isn't situated well for my power needs yeah for when you're when you're podcasting you need a lot of power you know so i gotta kind of i have to go jail mode uh and i you need I, a lot of power you're not the first person to comment on the fact that i look like i'm in a weird place no i just couldn't tell if it was like um a fake you know like how they fu- yeah they get fuzzed out and i'm yeah. just like oh okay uh, what, are, what are you what are you hiding no, like, no what's uh most most people usually think it's like uh you know chris blink twice if if you are in danger kind of sleeper cell kind yeah, of vibe yeah. you know they, they keep me in the basement out here yeah um but it's not it's we're getting beautiful natural light today so it's 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 more flattering than it can be sometimes you have a you know? i think i saw like a, you have a little skylight situation there there's a beautiful skylight yeah the house the, the house actually uh, a lot of the detail is nice but there's a skylight in the living room that's like a triangle shape that really that really is flattering at oh the, it's magical at the right time yeah it's at the right time of day it's fucking magical uh <laughs> i'm happy i'm ha- what do you have you ever lived in la or have you always lived in new york i've never lived in la i mean i've spent like months there working on stuff but i've never yeah. like signed a lease or owned anything there and I don't know, my relationship with LA like changes, I guess, from year to year. Probably that's typical for people. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Let's see, the last couple times I was there, it was so hot and i was working like up in santa clarita mm, and it was just yeah. it just it, it just felt kind of it felt kind of in, insane to me extra insane <laughs> yeah because you, you were in a shitty part of la and and also the hot hottest part of la but they do a lot of filming over there right yeah i think there's a lot going on up there um <laughs> but yeah it was it was tricky what was nice is I, I like to stay on on the on the west side like in Santa Monica because it's cooler and I like to like I like to go on the ocean I like to run on the beach yeah and also like everyone all my friends live on the east side so I don't have to like if I want to see someone I have to like no one's going to come to me you know so sure, I end sure. up getting like I end up getting like a lot of peace and quiet like I get a lot of nice alone time you know yeah 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 that's that's nice we love alone time all your cool LA friends are like I'm not fucking going to Venice bro I don't, yeah. I don't even <laughs> like you that much no, they don't even they just they just kind of like, only- you know, they're just kind of like uh it's just quiet you know they won't even answer that question you know <laughs> it's not it's not it's like it's like the, like the will you pick me up from lax question no it's like i'm like really like Giorgio baldi ain't, ain't, ain't doesn't have the magnetism i guess it used to you know like <laughs> no you need you need new friends brother yeah you, you need me fr- with the baldi you invite me to Giorgio baldi i'm hightailing it over there yeah, like yeah. It, mm-hmm. it it beats it beats you know most restaurants in silver like that's for sure <laughs> uh I, I i'm surprised you've never lived here but you do you do i i think of you as like a new york guy so i've been here for a long time you know like when i started acting there was like a stupid kind of a divide between new york and california actors that sort of i guess just was a was a kind of symptom of like yeah do you do plays or do you do like shitty like 
Sit, mm-hmm. Are you like a poor theater actor? Or are you like a rich multi-camera sitcom person? Mm-hmm. And I was always just like over here being a being a poor actor. Um, sure. <laughs> and uh, that's I think that's kind of really gone away. Um, I don't buy I don't buy into that anymore. But it um, also used to be like you do movies or TV, you know, and that's completely. You know, or or at least like movies got more respect, let's say. And I don't think that is the case anymore. Either. No, I don't think so. And like some of the greatest playwrights are like writing TV series. So, you know, it's like you got you kind of just go where the good writing is. That's my, my yeah, wh- feeling. What's the what's the vibe with plays, Eben? I really want to understand this because it seems like the hardest thing you can do for the least amount of money. But there's a lot of prestige and maybe personal growth and like personal satisfaction from doing it. It's like fly fishing, Chris. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Um, I don't know. You know, I just I, I I don't think it's so lofty as all that. Like I think it's just as an actor, you just don't have much power at all ever. You know, yeah, you're just yeah. kind of at the beck and call. They tell you where to go. They t- they cut up your performance. And doing a play, you're kind of for the on- that's the only time you're really sort of in control of how it's going to come out. So that coupled with, for me, like a really great, exciting, dangerous feeling of like getting up there and so many mistakes can happen. So many mistakes do happen. And then you're just sort of scrambling and there's this really incredible like adrenal kind of thing. Like I describe it probably Mm -hmm. as akin to like, although not nearly as cool, but like being in a band and playing like like a show versus like making a record. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It, f- it feels fucking good to like do a play and then come out and like uh, take a bow sure, sure. and like have people cl- <laughs> yeah, yeah. have like uh, people clap for you. Like I've done <laughs> a Broadway play. I've only done like I've done a lot of Broadway plays. So the houses are like they cap out around like five hundred. I've never had like three thousand people clap over it, but like but five hundred <laughs> people like that still feels like pretty great. Yeah, yeah. no, that no, that's sick. I, I've never thought of it that way, but that makes a lot of sense because I just I've had a few friends that have done stuff over the years, and it just seems like. You do eight shows a week. It's like exhaust. It just seems so challenging in a way. But I guess that's the whole. That's the payoff is that it is challenging. So the reward is is there at the end. It's challenging, but then it's yeah, and it is exhausting, but it's deeply energizing, and you kind of feel like you're part of a a community in that way. Like you go to the bar afterwards, and people from different plays are all out. And you sort of you, yeah. I don't know. It just made, it was a very like kind of inclusive cozy validating kind of feeling for me but i haven't done a play in like seven years or something i think that that's kind of the vibe that i always uh, was interested in is like the uh, the when you're done with the show and then you go to the bar and everyone's sucking your dick and everyone's saying blah 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 I, like you know it has like a fraser kind of vibe to it and i i I feel like Broadway is like the last place where that still exists, where you can just like go and hang out with all of your peers. Yeah, I don't know. It does have that thing where you're doing a play and you're like, this is the most, imp- this is the only thing happening in the whole world right now. <laughs> sure, you know? sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 uh, isolating in a good Cocaine way. Cocaine helps with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I, I guess it's just it seems like something that that is it's a little hard. I don't know. It's like a little hard to parse because the access is very different. You know what I mean? Like TV movie, you turn on the fucking TV, it's there. You yeah. know, it's it's the effort requ- the effort required from the patron as well as the actor is different. I think than than any other media. Yeah, and that also is just like for entertainment, just the price of the ticket is so fucking dumb and prohibitive that it's like it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. I went to a play. I went to see a play the other day. I don't see plays much at all because I think, for the most part, they're pretty bad. 
But um, I went and, <laughs> and like, I did like seeing a good play is like an incredible experience and seeing a bad play is just like, like time never slows down as much as when you're in the audience of a bad play. It's insane. Screeching halt, screeching halt. Okay, so theater, it's just not worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you want to fucking burn some money, um, but it was like, yeah, I took a friend to see a matinee the other day, and it was like four hundred bucks. Oh shit! <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. And is this like is this a, a well known? Is this like something people are clamoring to see, or is this just kind of like something you wanted to check out? I think that no, I think it was a Broadway play that starred. It was called summer 1976 by david auburn well-known player directed by daniel sullivan like acclaimed director starring with just jessica hecht and laura linney just like two of them okay but it was a wednesday matinee mm -hmm. i kind of feel like I, I i i feel like i overpaid a little bit you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> wednesday matinee for 400 is a big afternoon out i i agree that's like yeah i mean the, that's like a music festival ticket or like the, yeah, those yeah, like that's true. going to go see adele in vegas type shit yeah no it's big i mean laura linney's great you know but then what <laughs> yeah, but then we love, we love more. is you just get a lot of like old rich people in there and that's just not really you know like when I, you know, that that's where that the the metaphor, the analogy between like a rock show and a play, like that's where it ends, you know. So it's kind of like Giorgio Baldi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the crowd. <laughs> I mean, th that that's the big complaint. I mean, that's the big complaint about music now is that like if you want to see any like legacy act, it's it's going to cost you. You know, if the Cure is playing tonight at Madison Square Garden, they're doing like three nights at, at Madison Square Garden. If I wanted to go buy tickets right now, two tickets would cost me a thousand bucks, you know? And like, is that right? Wow. Yeah. Like at this point, because, you know, they obviously they sell out, then it's like you got to buy it from StubHub or whatever. But like, that's just how much it costs to see like the bands you grew up with, if they're still popular, if people still care, it, that's just what it costs. There's no way around it. And you kind of just have to swallow that. And he, and he doesn't even move. He just kind of stands there. No, he, no. I mean, yeah, he sounds good. <laughs> yeah. He looks insane. Yeah. You know, but I think it's they, like... They wheel him out. Yeah, but I think that at our age, because you're probably just a little bit older than Jason and I, but like, yeah. you, they, they know you have the money. The, the people who grew up with it now have the money to pay for it. That's kind of how it works. That's why these, yeah. these, all these bands reuniting, that's why it works is because we all have the money to spend and we're willing to do it to like relive that part of our youth or, or you know, something along those lines. And, and also we all know that the, where you're sitting in a concert now is sort of a social status thing. Whereas back in the day, I'm assuming you go see Cure in the, you know, in 86, you get a general admission ticket and you sit where you sit, and now it's like, oh, you're sitting in section B orchestra yeah, yeah. row. Oh, that's fucking. What are you? A poor. I, I can't loser? be seen. Yeah, I can't you? be seen in the GA, Evan. You know that. I know. I would never. I would never even look with you there. But, <laughs> but then, do you also? Do you want to be in like the Amex pre-sale section? Because that's not. That's not a great look either. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't pay for sex. We don't pay for sex. No, no, no. It ain't tricking if you got an Amex. That's for that's for people who go to Summit and so. Yeah, I mean, I use. I'm a proud American Express card user. User, but I don't know if I want to be necessarily sequestered with other American Express card users. I've, I've been to one. I've been to one of those things. Um, a friend of ours used to work with Alicia Keys, and there was an Alicia Keys concert at the Ace Hotel uh -huh. downtown LA, only for Amex. You know, yeah. high level Amex people, and it was I, it was an unbearable crowd. The way that these like super rich Amex card holders were behaving as if 
really mean to the staff, so entitled just because they have a f- this yeah, one you pay, credit you pay, card. You paid $500 for the <laughs> yearly membership. Like, yeah, settle not, yeah. down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> centurion, the Centurion crowd or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> the barrier to entry of that card is not high enough to be acting like that. 500 bucks is, is you know, that's that's a reasonable that's a reasonable fee. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, I, yeah, I would, I'm bummed I'm missing the cure tonight, unfortunately, because I missed him in L.A., and I'm missing them in in New York, so I'm, I might have to fly. Go, to, go catch them at Red Rocks because they're doing like you know Middle America. My daughter's going. She is. Sasha's going. Her 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 best friend's mom, I think, works for Microsoft or something. So she ha- for somehow she got tickets. So so Sasha and her buddy Nayla are going to see the Cure tonight. I'm like. Uh, Jealous, jealous, and proud, and, yeah, and just yeah. pretty psyched for her. You know. Yeah, I was just gonna That's say, does, how 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 old is she? She's sixteen. Okay, so yeah, you must feel really proud that your sixteen-year-old child is making a a culturally correct decision and not going to see some some bullshit. You know, I can't take too much responsibility for that. Like Elena's, yeah, yeah. like strictly new wave. You know, like we, we like her, her, okay. like she's like really focused. My, I'm, I'm like. I did not grow up listening to The Cure. I was like ni- I was like a 90s hip-hop fascist kind of dude. Like strictly, it was like not even, it was like strictly outer borough from 91 to like 98. Like, okay, it, like a sound bombing volume volume one and two, oh yeah, like I a ruckus get, guy? Yeah, I would like, you know, I would be in line with the backpack at the wetlands, you know, um, wait, waiting to get in there. Okay, okay. Yeah, but Sasha's got better... You know, she's got more, I guess, eclectic taste. We call it. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. It's because I That's feel like right. with kids, they could go the other way, where they like rebel against you and are like, "Fuck you, losers! I want to listen to Blackpink." You know. Yeah. But the fact that she embraced it in some way is is a good sign. I don't want to listen to Soft Cell, Mom. Get out of my fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is. I didn't know you were a a hip hop head like that. Is that something that you still explore? I've kind of, you know, like all dads, like I'm still sort of there, you know, like I'm a current hip hop. Like, I don't know too much of what's going on right now. Sure. I think like Tyler, the creator is really great, but like my, but I, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know really what's happening. I'm not an authority on any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I still listen to my old, you know, to black moon and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Alter Skelter and like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. Coco Bees, you know, like whatever. Like, I'm just, you know, uh, Black Sheep. Like, I don't know. It just goes, I don't know. Biggie, Nas, Mob Deep. Wow. What was your graffiti name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't get into that. What? Okay. So then you were you were breaking. No graffiti? You were breaking then? I guess I just, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to choose a discipline, a hip-hop discipline. like, like, like Everyone had a job. Everyone had a, a job. Choose a What's discipline. What's a discipline? Which, which, which of the well, five? Well, no, ch- choose an element. Five elements of hip-hop. I don't know. I guess I would make beats a little bit with, with some of my, my friend Jesse back in Amherst. You know, we would make beats a little bit. But yeah, it wasn't like, believe it or not, Amherst, Massachusetts was not like like Beach Beach Street. You know, there wasn't like the a, hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't the hotbed for hip hop culture. You weren't really. Okay. I'm not totally surprised yeah. by that. What did you move? But you moved to New York like young, right? Yeah. Well, I went I went to college here, and so I guess I like when I was I, when I was 17. So and I, yeah, so I'm 46 now, so almost 30 years. I love the idea of you being like an actor but also listening to that music and trying to reconcile those two things as like an 18 year old because those do not go hand in hand i feel like um you don't, you don't but may- so. maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong <laughs> 
Chris, have you ever seen Hamilton? <laughs> no. T- Timmy Chamolet. Timmy Chamolet grew up emulating Soldier Boy, and now look at him. Yeah, that's a good point. He's been pretty successful, I guess. That's that's true. I, I mm-hmm. maybe that modern era led him to success. I wasn't totally aware. You know, when the Hamilton craze, when the Hamilton craze was really like in its apex a few years ago, and it was just like every, like I would go to my friends' houses for dinner, and their kids would be like rapping from Hamilton. And it was just, it was just oh. fucking everywhere, and it drove me so crazy. And I'm sure it's a really great musical. And I can, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda is obviously a very talented dude. But I started putting out. I'm sure it's not. I started putting out this story where I was like, people were like, have you seen it yet? And I was like, yeah, I saw it, but um, I don't know. I left an intermission. You know, this is like when tickets were like <laughs> like four thousand dollars. I just started telling people <laughs> I saw, it, but you know, yeah, I got, a, I started falling asleep, and I don't know. I just, I just left an intermission. Had a super uh, long day, just one of those days, you know. <laughs> so I just bailed out halfway. Yeah, those tickets were those tickets were so crazy. It was like it was like you had to be like a former president to get tickets to that at one point. Like it was so insane. Yeah, I think it was unique. Yeah, yeah, it was really unique. I mean, I think that was, but I think it was probably good overall for like Broadway as like a thing. Because I don't think people, I think it brought a lot of people into that world that had never been there before. Was that a good thing? Yeah, and I guess hip hop too. Like that's what I was get. Fr- I was getting frustrated about because I was like, oh, people are hearing this m- music kind of for the first time, and he's definitely influenced by all the people I named. And then I was like, well, there's so much better shit out there. Like this is not like this is not where it began. And <laughs> this is ended. not it. This is this is no no no. It's that that is a great point. No, that is a great um, I, point. I wanted to talk to you about Brad just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. I know you're a man of the grain, right? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we can do it. Let's go. Um, I, I, <laughs> just, I had two questions. Number one, um, we were talking about this on the last episode with Liz Fair, but we had a previous guest and she was mentioning that she makes her own bread and she said that she feels like a kind of a spiritual connection when she makes bread in her home with starter that is sort of infused with her own personal bacteria. Okay. And maybe, you know, all the, all the, all the bacteria in the room is coming from her and recycling into the bread and the starter, which she eats. And then that creates more bacteria. And she said it kind of has this like spiritual kind of connection to it. Is that something that you can relate to at all? I don't really have that kind of auto filleting vibe with my, bread, <laughs> but I do like, uh, I th- <laughs> um, I think it's yes, cool. I can auto my own fillet. Yeah, I think it's cool that the the yeast sort of reflects the microbes of the environment that it's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting, and like how that changes whatever the bread is. You could take the yeast and mm. bring it across the country, become something else. Yeah, but no, I don't really have a spiritual thing. I started baking because everyone all of a sudden had like gluten allergies. Mm-hmm. Like this thing that I never heard of before. <laughs> that's because it's fake. It's that's because Evan, yeah. it's fake, and it's what women do, so they well, don't have to eat bread. You know, that's why. That's they why. exist now because of the vaccines. But yeah, go on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, continue. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Just to let you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, exactly. Well, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't take any vaccines just because I just was doing my own sourdough. Um, no, I, um, I'm doing my own sourdough research. I'm kind of yeah. good, actually. So I don't know. Okay, so you were like, so everyone is saying, "Hey, I'm gluten free," and then you said, "There's got to be a better way. I'm gonna make some, yeah, some true real bread." Yeah. And- I was, so I was just like, so I don't trust like you know industrial, yeah, farming or you know like I just figured like the flour was probably really bad or had like um, 
you know, whatever. Like, um, it's got like preservatives, stabilizing ingredients, bleaching, and all yeah. this shit. Yeah, what's the what's the like the chemical that's on everything? Like Roundup or whatever. Oh yeah, Roundup. Uh, Roundup. Like, uh, Roundup. The, G- the GMOs. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me just try to take power over it, and so I just started making it and I, I i just like really got into it i just i don't know it's like it's i like it it calms me it's like it's it's fun it's messy it's like i don't know i like it how, ma- how many loaves are you doing uh doing a month doing a week what do you have a, a schedule going well when i'm like in it i'll bake twice a week and every time i bake i'm usually making two. Oh wow okay mm-hmm. yeah I, I like to give one away I was going to ask, is this like a gift? Do you, you keep one for you, one for them? How I mean, are you carb loading? Well, I got a family of four. You know, I got a lot. I got people. Over, I got mouths to feed here. No, so I'm not taking it all. It's not all like just the head stash. You know, it's like I, I got a lot of chicken katsu sandos to make for these growing boys and girls. Um, okay, when you when you make the two loaves per day, one stays in the house, one gets given away. Do you give the better one away or do you keep the better one? The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language, and I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. Oh, that's that's case by case. You okay. know, that's like I I, I think about it. It depends. You know, I'm, I'm like a show off, you know, it's partly like uh, it's your love language, you know, selfless. But like, it's mostly just like it's a flex a lot of the time, I think. You well, know? For, for that reason, does that mean that you you keep and eat the shittier or the uglier looking one because you want to impress more than you want to taste? Yeah, it depends on, you know. How, how much currency the recipient has you know like it depends let's where it's go going. let's go you know? yeah, exactly who's this loaf it's, going to yeah exactly <laughs> i guess if you're cooking two loaves side by side at the same time what is the like how different can they be i'm sorry i'm a novice like <laughs> you fool I'm, i apologize i'm embarrassing myself for asking this question but i need to know how crazy can it get like how how different can they be? No, it's not like it's not like tw- you don't get like an Arnold Schwarzenegger and a Danny DeVito. Like you're just gonna get like <laughs> one's like one's gonna be like blown out of the you know like it depends like when the shaping like I might have one okay. kind of like the side pops out a lot. Okay, okay. But for the most part, they they look they look pretty similar. Do you are you cooking other things as well, or is this your specialty? Are you the cook of the household? I'm the cook, man. I'm the cook. I'm always uh, yeah. Like uh, when I'm that's kind of. You know, I don't have, I don't really have a desk here. Everyone has a desk. You know, everyone's got their own space. There's a I very little closet space here. And so the kitchen is kind of my lab. Like that's your area, like, my space there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my area. So, uh, and I, I don't know. I just get like a lot of, 
pleasure out of it. I like to wake up early, wake up with the kids, make them breakfast. Like I enjoy there's like a kind of like short order cook vibe here in the morning where I can make like two different breakfasts and then like two different lunches a lot of the time. Um, when I'm here, mm. maybe it's just like, maybe it's, and it also is like a salve for my conscience for like, cause when I'm, I'm, I'm often gone, you know, when I'm working, I'm just not present at all. Yeah, sure. So I feel like I'm making up for lost time when I'm here and when I'm not working, I got very little going on in my life. So I have time to kind of <laughs> hang out and just like fill, fill, fill my day, you know? I have very little going on in my life. What are we doing today, girls? Uh, yeah, girls. What do you guys, you guys want to skip school today? We got I got nothing going on. So no, Yelena will often <laughs> ask me. She's like, "What'd you do today?" And I was like, "Well, I, you know, I, I I thought a lot about dinner, and uh, you know, I walked around and I Hell yeah. know, compiled the ingredients. I think of it like I have a like I would have um if we lived in France, it would be a perfectly respectful day, respectable day." Yeah. But like here in <laughs> sure. like you know New York City, it's just I I just come off as like lazy and feckless or something. You know. I mean, as long as you're bringing home some bacon, keeping a roof over the head, what I do today? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just killed it, and then on top of it, <laughs> made you dinner. Wow. Yeah, just, yeah, just killed it. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you did today. I, I I do think that as you know, I, I I can't. Obviously, I'm not an actor or or an artist of any sort. But I say all the time that I need some. Especially in New York, I find myself just, I'll sit down in front of Balthazar for an hour, hour and a half and just watch the people go by. And I need that to kind of fill my tank up. Like, I just need to, to witness that. And I feel like that's what you're saying. You kind of wander around, you do your thing, but it's, it's all, it all goes back to the place you need it to go. It's not a waste of time. No, yeah, exactly. Sure, I'll keep telling myself that, that it sort of feeds, <laughs> fills up the res- reservoir. Exactly. But New York is great that way, man. There's so much. It's it's great and it's also deceptive because it can be counterproductive because there's so much energy in the streets that you can have a full day without doing fuck all. You know, you can have like yeah. a, you mm-hmm. know, you feel like you did something, but really you're just out and the energy you just sort of absorbed, you know, os- through osmosis like all the other energy, but you didn't really do much of anything except walk around i was just a part of something amazing today <laughs> yeah, yeah. by just kind of walking around i got a coffee and did some cat calling at balthazar for a while that's <laughs> 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 a job well done i, I <laughs> so are you a balthazar regular are you there like how, what's your what's your juice like at balthazar when you when you show up oh i don't oh no juice no juice i i i it's actually one of the most embarrassing things about i mean there's a lot of things that i'm embarrassed about um, one of those is not having juice at any Keith McNally restaurants after being a patron for years and years. Kind of makes you think, doesn't it, Chris? It does make me think, Jason, and I'd, I'd prefer not to in this case. But I, um, I'm able to, during the day, I really like to go to the bakery and get a coffee. And now they, they got rid of the benches because of the COVID huts. So they now have these two tables. If you're looking at the door mm-hmm. of the bakery to the right of the bakery... And you can, and there, no one's ever sitting there. So you're sitting there, and it's just the absolute shit show of of Spring Street people watching, you know, right there. Um, and then I go for dinner. I go probably once a week for lunch or dinner. Nothing, okay. nothing super crazy. I do love an omelet for lunch. I found that's very responsible. Yeah, and for dinner too. I always like forget you can do that for dinner. That's kind of like. Yeah, why not? That's if big. I get if I get it for dinner, I will unfortunately have to get fries, and that makes it a little bit of a different animal. But for lunch, it's with a little leafy greens. <laughs> just some le- exactly, just some leafy <laughs> greens. I'll I'll allow myself one piece of the delicious bread with a little bit of the cold hard butter. That's one thing they could improve yeah. over there. The butter's a little hard when it comes out. I don't love that. Um, 
And if I'm with someone at lunch, maybe a shrimp cocktail, you know, yeah. to kind of set the mood. I like it there. It's an amazing room. You know, it's it can be inconsistent, but um, I don't know. It's always fun, and it's crazy. It, but it changed a lot too. No, like when after McNally's Instagram like Zeitgeist thing, like it's become yeah. kind of like it's got a little bit of like a Times Square vibe there. No. Oh uh, <laughs> well, I would say any almost any restaurant in New York that's good is got that vibe now because of uh, TikTok and Dumois. Like, it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go to Via Corota. You can't go to, like, all these places are kind of fucked because of, like, TikTok, basically. So it's like you have tourists making reservations three months in advance so that it's yeah. just, you can't, you can't go Six. unless you really, like, prepare. But but Balthazar does feel a little different, like, like Evan was saying, because there's, like, a person attached to it. Like, all those other TikTok restaurants is just, like, the restaurant and the food, and that's it. But yeah. but Keith McNally is there, and you're like, maybe that's he'll true. be there. Maybe he'll write, he'll, he'll post my little uh, napkin note that I leave him. There's, like, a, yeah. a person that's yeah. attached to it, which makes it more fun, you know? Dear Keith. Me and my fiance had the best <laughs> fuck whatever, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the book. I do think the book, if he if he does it, if he really does it right, it could be a classic. Like if he really lets it spray in the memoir, I think it could be. I think it could be really good. And the editor leaves all the slurs in. It could really <laughs> yeah, be exactly, something. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I think that guys like that writing a memoir and i don't know it's just like they've seen so much but they were never like the guy like they're not famous you know but they were just around for everything that's usually my favorite type of of mm-hmm. when that, when that works yeah absolutely i mean so i mean you know what i mean i'm sure the stuff they would see you know from like 11 to 3 in the morning over there is incredible mm-hmm. i didn't even think that there was a book for a while i thought it was just a myth that he was saying well when the book comes out i'm really happy that there actually is a book you know? <laughs> that would be that would be cool if he constantly teases a book that he has no deal for he's not even working on anything no, i mean just, it's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely plausible that he would even post a fake cover and a fake release <laughs> yeah. date you know no, you're right yeah. you're right it, it is God bless he's, the guy. he's lived a lot of life but i think the. i mean i don't know i i like it because it's down the street too but those places are i mean yeah it's harder and harder to to go to anywhere you know like a neighbor even in your neighborhood i mean i'm sure any place that's like a neighborhood restaurant that's good if if enough people go there and talk about it on tiktok or instagram it's it's a wrap you know and we talked about this a little bit i talked about it with with uh chris too chris Storer, but the the like the the menus being influenced now by tiktok because people want like everything's done table side now because it's it's good to film right like you or like mozzarella cheese sticks are good because you can like pull them apart we, we need food with motion now instead of instagrammable tweezer food we want stuff that is gooey and melty and yeah, yeah wow. you can light it on fire and pour it on top like mozzarella is like way more cinematic than like fontino <laughs> or something like you think these are choices <laughs> these are choices being made i guess <laughs> in the kitchen or something right like people yeah are, yeah what what, what? We're, we we used to prioritize flavor, and now we're prioritizing the cinematograph, cinematographic elements of the food. The possibilities are endless. Which is when terrible. It comes to mozzarella, when it comes to mozzarella, you know that. It's bullshit. It's, it's insane. It is bullshit. I used to like go for food to restaurants, and now I really just go for like the room and for the vibe. You know, My like, man. I'm not, My man. I'm not that interested in the food anymore. You know, like, I don't know. I just want to be in some kind of... Something that something something that feels old, something that can like transport me a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, because especially if you're a, a home cook and you can kind of make whatever you want, 
you only really want to go out to a restaurant where it's like a, a type of food that you cannot make at home, like, you know, sushi or some crazy stuff involving a walk or like things that you don't have access to. But if it's just regular food, I want to go to a place where a, a person that's older than me has given me a martini and I'm sitting there in a bench and you just can just chill and the food is not the most important part about it. Exactly. And that's not just high-end stuff. That You know, like we love to go out to Bay Ridge. There's a restaurant on Bay Ridge called Gino's that's been there forever. They got like a great little sign that says no no tank tops in the dining room, <laughs> you know, and it's just and it's just like it's just such a strong, um, I don't know, such a strong environment that it's just it's yeah. like it's transporting and you it's can great feel it. and you just sort of you're just take you know you just take their ride for a little while. It's really nice. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, my like restaurants have you know things have gone up, inflation's real, so it's like it's very expensive to go to like a nice restaurant these days. I talk about it with my brother a lot, like where he's. Because he'll go out and he'll get frustrated about like he spent like 250 bucks and he didn't really wasn't sure how much there was, you know, to even like show for it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, if we spent if, you know, if you give me a thousand dollars and we do like four people at my house, I can get the best steaks. We can drink incredible wine. We never do it, but but yeah. <laughs> I could if but I wanted. There's something. There's something. There's something there, though. You know, <laughs> if I wanted to spend two days preparing for you guys to come over for dinner, I could. I could absolutely do that. I would prefer not to, but I could if I if it yeah, goes exactly. Ahead. Then you guys yeah. would have to come over to my house, and that's kind of that way. We're not going to do that. So <laughs> I want to talk about the show a little bit, and just like, yeah. what, how much time had you spent in Chicago before you signed up for this this ride? Very very little. I was on a movie. I was on a movie called The Lake House, a famous Sandra Bullock, sure. Keanu Reeves, sure, sure, sort of, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, piece of cinema history. And, um, <laughs> a fine. So film. I was, I was there for a couple months doing that, and then I literally had not been back to Chicago until the day we started shooting. Um, or the day we got there for rehearsals for the pilot of the bear. Okay. So you didn't, okay. I, cause I, I wondered if, if you had any feelings about it or you, if you were excited to go back or if it was like, Oh, here we go. I'm going to fucking Chicago. I hope this show's good. Uh, there was a little bit of that, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, sure. I, 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 that's reasonable. That's reasonable. I'm not like a, like a total New York kind of a, a complete el elitist, but I do kind of like cities are tough to be in, you know, cities are not like it's, they're loud and I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I, I got to get something back if I want to be, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather be out in, um, in I'd be in like Wyoming or Montana or, you know, somewhere beautiful if I'm not going to be in, in New York a lot of the time. So, you've, yeah, you've, I was. You've shot in, I mean, I'm sure you've shot all over the world, I, I imagine. You've yeah. worked for a long time. And I'm sure some of those locales are, are cooler than others. You know what I like? Like Santa Clarita is not, not high up on the no, list. No, Santa Clarita is not high up on the list. But there's like weird surprising ones. Like, I was making this TV show in. Uh, in Rhode Island for a couple of years and I was like staying in Providence which like I've I love like that city I don't know it's like a small it's cool yeah, it's like a really awesome little city that was like New England but also not so puritanical like Boston or anything yeah. like that there was like a warmth there um, and hi history was alive there. Like I really love that city. So when you're when you're on location, leaving your home, are you like a habitual guy who has to like bring certain elements from your home life when you when you're on the road, like your special little coffee mug, or like however you do things, or you just immerse yourself in the new city? No, I like to leave everything. I don't take much at all. Like I'm a, mm -hmm. I like every time I pack and go somewhere. Like I try to take less things. I like I live a, like a monastic quasi monastic i'll say life <laughs> when i'm on location I, you know like i'll take i'll take a guitar 
<laughs> and that's it. Like, I'm happy to like, I don't need to have my coffee. I don't need to have my things. I live, um, in a, in a very, I live with like a maximalist, you know, there's a lot of mm. objects in my house and I just like the simplicity of just a simple, plain, unadorned hotel room is a really nice, like a uh, yeah. sorbet for me. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. Cleanse <laughs> that pee. Okay. Mm, question. When you, when you travel with your guitar, is it a full size guitar? Or are we talking more ukulele here? No, we're, t- we're like, um, you know, it depends this, this season I took an electric guitar and a small amp. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes oh, I'll take sick. like a nylon string guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going on vacation for a while, and I just took and my my kids were like expressing interest in playing some guitar, so I just picked up like um, a Baby Martin, which is a three quarter guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is nice maybe for their smaller hands, and it's easier to travel with. Um, I have I've traveled with a ukulele. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a look, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 I, I, I have, arcade like, fires in town. I like, I like the admission. You're like, I have I, under oath. I have traveled with a ukulele before. I, I think that's really sweet though. Going on a family vacation and, and being like, Hey, let's not forget the guitar. That's like a, a crazy thing for Chris and I to, to think, I guess. But you guys like sit yeah. around and play music and hang out together like a I mean, well-adjusted group of people. No, that's that that would be a stretch. But <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> they all take like a lot of art supplies. I'm not an artist, you know. And like Elaine is very productive and will put like during the hottest part of the day, she'll spend like a couple two three hours inside drawing or working on something. Um, she's always mm-hmm. working, and so during that time, I so like to at least kind of look productive or i i think i'm gonna maybe <laughs> do something so now i'm yeah so um I, th- I think it's nice i think it's nice but it's not it's not like a partridge family vibe it's nothing like that yeah you know okay okay that that, tr- that tracks but i i didn't know i didn't know you were such a, a guitar player i didn't know this was one of your passions no i'm not i mean it is a passion but i'm not like i'm not good or anything but it does but it's it's an interesting i mean it's such a giving instrument you know you can kind of go and there's so much like now on like youtube or whatever i was kind of thinking about i love like bossa nova i love brazilian music yeah and i was like gonna try to that's sort of my goal is like to try to learn some of those sort of more unusual exotic chords like some major seventh chords and ninth chords these kind Mm. of things that they play also they play you know like spanish style where you got Mm. you're playing with the pinky too. Yeah. you don't have that pinky you know yeah and so i'm gonna try to use the whole my whole right hand so you're going nylon string flamenco classical long coke no dealer i'm, I'm going steel string okay. this, the, the baby martin has steel strings but i'm but well, i'm gonna try to that's sick you know this to, is a good I, some boss I, I like there's a vacation goal for you i like this i like that your family pushes you to be productive on vacation maybe that's you know, I hate vacation. I think it's so boring. Like, I just can't. Do yeah, it. I know. It's, I know. It, yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> we all know, Chris. Well, but I'm saying, but I'm saying this. This changes things. This, this you gives like you a, a north star. It yeah, gives you a goal yeah, that you're working like towards it. versus like I want to finish the guest. Yeah, exactly. It seems good. It well, might be good for me. I think it's nice to frame the day. You know, I like I like to wake up early and swim, and then come back, and then you know, like I always. I, my goal always is to in the summertime to try to make like lunch do like your like lunch is the big meal mm-hmm. and then everyone like that spanish style and then like take a nap and then there's this sort of time in the hottest part of the day mm-hmm. where you like then do something and then the sun goes down and you swim again and mm-hmm. like like so that's i'm trying to take my cues from the 
for, for you know from the old country yeah <laughs> have, have the have this the the, the the weather and the elements affect your day more so than it does for the average person nowadays yeah you're, you're following god's light basically is what you're saying i think i mean that's that's truly an amazing way to live and if you can do it that's great i feel like you are ready to one day retire somewhere in in europe and live live off the land go to the farmer's market every day make some spanish food Bolts of linen, you know, uh, <laughs> just, 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 just drape, just draping. I'm just draping. Yeah. No, bro, from, from now, no, you, know. you are not that guy. You're going <laughs> to act until you're dead. You're going to be acting at 90, a hundred percent. I hope so. I don't know that I'll get to 90, but I hope, but I'll be, but I love my job, man. I keep, I love to keep doing it. It gives me energy, but I'm, but I'm good, but I'm good at like, you know, if you're not like, if you don't become like, you know, whoever, like Chris Evans or, whatever, you know, like, <laughs> overnight like you got a lot of time off <laughs> yeah and yeah. you got to figure out how you're gonna get get through that stuff so i got good very early on at like you know being un unemployed so i'm, I'm good at vacation <laughs> i'd often to th this was a very busy year i'm very happy to have vacation you know and, and spend some time with my with my family but um yeah uh you know, there's it's a it's a powerless job in many ways, and you're sort of waiting for a call. So that's that's infuriating and powerless and disenfranchising place to be. So you have to sort of t take yeah. it and, and 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 own it. You know, when when you say you're very good at being unemployed, I think Chris and I can both relate to that. But we often use drugs to achieve that <laughs> sweet spot. Is that is that something that you do as well, or not so much nowadays? Uh, perhaps in the past I dabbled, but like these days, it's more of a. Uh, a, 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 a sober you know sober ish yeah sort of thing but yeah i definitely filled like a lot of like my early days with just you know i mean we weed can weed can really you know be a great co-pilot <laughs> sure for, yeah for, it's know. one it of can, the elements of hip-hop actually it is, it's yeah it's the it's the kind of unspoken six <laughs> element of hip-hop that's a good point Jason. i mean yeah making bread and listening to some bossa nova and jazz that's I can't imagine doing that not high on marijuana, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It just, you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe, the, you know what, also like, like when weed got legalized and it became like so suburban and, 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 and mm -hmm. it, like it lost a lot of its luster for me. It's never been less cool. It's never been less cool. Took it's all crazy. the danger out of it. Yeah. Like back when weed was theater. We, yeah. <laughs> we have a, we have a lot of, we have a lot of musicians on this show and we talk to them because Eben, you, I know you listen. We talk to them about syncs, and we talk about like where their music's used. But I think with an actor, I feel like I want to talk to you about something, maybe something that you missed out on that you were like, "Damn, that's that would have changed my life." Like a you know something that you went deep down the road with. You auditioned three or four times. You thought you were going to get it, you know, and then it goes to someone else, and you're like, "Wow, that's crazy." I really, I thought I had this one. Like I felt really good about it. Oh man. Um, I Man, I don't know. I probably blocked that stuff out. Um, <laughs> no. I got a fourth callback for Don Draper, but we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> we don't, we, not in this household. We don't do that in this household. <laughs> no, I don't want to get into the weeds there. No, no, I'm like, I'm thankful. It could also be a musical. It could be a musical sing talk. I mean, you've played in bands before, right? No, I've had like, like, silly. I think that, you know, I th one thing that I think is kind of funny that I've seen over the years is like how actors want to be musicians and musicians want to be actors. Um, sure. Totally. And I think that that's sort of like, I think about that sometimes, uh, you know, wonder why, because I definitely feel like there was another version where I could have just been fucking 
selling out fucking arenas, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah. The much I mean, you, you know, know, you Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves just reunited Dogstar and they are playing festivals. Oh, he knows. He's, he's come he knows. He's come fully back around and where he's like, I guess I can cash in on this now. And these guys probably need I'm sure the other guys need the money. So it's a good situation. What kind of venues are they playing at? That's a good question. I think they're playing I think they're literally playing like festivals. Like cuz they can get booked on like, you know, they can play in the afternoon at a big festival. But isn't it so weird cuz Keanu when it when it first came around, he was very popular then, you know, that was like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. He was still huge, yeah. but he would he would play like the viper room and do like yeah you know 200 cap rooms i feel like now he could sell thousands of tickets of just people that want to be in the same like room as yeah they want to see even him. if they think the music is shit yeah yeah which i'm sure it's not i'm sure it's great i i've never heard yeah. it. i've never listened to i've it. never really listened to dog star before i've played keanu when when i was in chicago making that movie we would sometimes after work we'd like go back and like jam he had like a big acoustic bass which is like a pretty esoteric <laughs> instrument, you know. And I would like it. Unless you're doing Nirvana unplugged, it doesn't get a lot of action. I love the idea of you and Ke- Keanu just jamming. He's got a fucking acoustic yeah. bass. Like that is a wild instrument. Can I play guitar, Keanu? No. No. Big bass. Big bass is kind of my thing. That's where I I forget because he played. I guess he plays bass in Dogstar, the classic bass player singer. You know, which is a which is less rare than it used to be. Yeah, who who did that's like um I think Slayer does that. St- yeah, but yeah, is that Sting? Not the Cure. Kiss? The Cure does that or no? Like he's, is he No, no, no. The no, the, I think the police I can't think of the police comes to mind first to me. Right. Because Sting is a shredder. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. Paul McCartney, Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, Lemmy. That's a that's a big one. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good but one. Sting. Yeah, it's got to be Lemmy. Yeah, that's it, probably. Yeah. He's the god. Yeah, I don't know. No, but I never like played in a band where we would like play out or anything. It was always just a way to blow off steam and hang out with my friends and you know just just yeah. have some fun. I think know? that's a healthy. I think that's a healthy, a healthy way to do it because it's it. That's what it can be if you're not like driven to be like a musician you know if that's not your goal in life being able to still do it a lot and get the get what you need out of it is is positive instead of trying to turn it into a job yeah well whenever you like attach like aspirations or goals to something you know it just starts to it lose its value it loses its value in and of itself and i'm just i was just like i got a I got a hard fucking path as it is with this other thing like i don't need to you know <laughs> with this with this other thing <laughs> i don't need to- i'm trying to do things that are only fun yeah only only fun uh so i guess this this is going to come out tomorrow season two is coming what how, is it all coming out or is it just is, it's all coming out right i think it's everything it's all 10 episodes right at once when when did you see them all i haven't seen all of them they sent them to me like maybe two weeks 10 days ago it's difficult for me to watch um but i but i do but i will watch them but right let's so i have nine and ten i still haven't watched so i've seen the first eight of them is that something you do you avoid watching yourself normally or do you have to to kind of get better i avoid i avoid watching it a lot most of the time for a few reasons without sounding too like self-indulgent i i just think most of the time when i'm working i have a really nice day on the set i love being on set i love working with people like hanging out with actors and directors and writers and grips and everyone like and then so much happens between that day and then the product i see at home or whatever and a lot of the time it's it's frustrating and doesn't really reflect 
the the joy I felt when I was making it. And so it's I've found over time that it's just nicer to kind of mm-hmm. leave it there. Also from like a vanity standpoint, like I don't know. Like I don't like the way I look a lot of the time and it just mm-hmm. it just makes me feel bad, you know? Yeah, no, that's I I get <laughs> it. I totally get it. But yeah. this show I watch because I'm so invested in it and I've you know, I I I started with it. I was there from the day one. They, they're that's my family you know and so i'm curious and i and i trust them too like that's another thing is i really trust chris and joanna and john i i i find that i feel like you guys just from the time i've spent with you guys that there's like a i don't i'm obviously not mr hollywood i'm not like i don't really know how it goes but it seems like you guys would like spend time together if you didn't have to you know what i mean which doesn't seem as a person who's done this you've done this for a very long time that's probably not always the case yeah dude i'm not normally going out for some like j crew shoot with, like, <laughs> take pictures at 10 in the morning like i mean i was there for those guys just to hang out with those guys we have you know we have a great we have a great time together um also what as you know chris like when you hang out with the the bear crew like you you, you eat well you know I, that's those true guys get ta- they get that's tables true. that i I can't re- i can't really fuck with you know and that's so true. Uh, that's true you know there's multiple benefits yeah like i don't usually like the gratis caviar service that doesn't really happen in my normal life mm. you know so you're spoiled we need this show to never get canceled or else you're gonna start <laughs> eating peanut butter and jellies again you're yeah. back you're back slumming it you're back slumming oh, do it. you do you think we're ever gonna get a girls reunion Oh man, <laughs> I had to ask. <laughs> wow, that would be something else. No, I have no idea. It would be called. It'd be called women, I guess. Yeah, the the wagons aren't circling. Is the um question that I was prompted to ask by our friend Maddie Matheson? He wants he wants an on air review of his kind of acting <laughs> because he has a more prominent he has a more prominent role this season. And I think he well, does he. Yeah, that's that's what I've that's what I've been told by him. Um, so I think that the I think that he wanted he kind of wanted you to to give us Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes scale on Maddie's performance yeah, season just, just, two yeah just kind of like how did you feel sharing the stage with such an amateur you know did you have to kind of put him on your back he's a big guy yeah well I don't know it's very exciting to watch Maddie because it's kind of like watching someone learn to fly like if he's like running and jumping off the cliff with the paraglider yeah. and like and like sometimes he's gonna fall sometimes he's gonna smash into the cliff on the other side and sometimes he's gonna fly you know so you never know what you're gonna get it's a good it's a good performance it's um you know not the most consistent performance on the show mm-hmm. uh but but he's but he's very committed and really you know invested in tr- and, and he's he tried a lot more i think in the second season than the first season i think he like is aware of it and wants to he wants to succeed. And I like and I like doing scenes with Maddie. We're like scene partners in a lot of season two. And he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's 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 fun to work with. I love Maddie. I just I can't imagine the difference though of like being in I mean, because you've done so much different stuff in your career, and I feel like, you know, sometimes you're with a guy like Maddie who's like never really done this before, and then sometimes you're with Sandra Bullock, and it's like, you know, like the difference in that is like I don't know other careers like other professions where you're kind of in that mix happens so often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You do get a big breath, I guess, like, you know, uh, you know, you work with kids or athletes or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, kids. yeah. Um, I, I like that about the job. I like that kind of variety. I don't know. It's always, every job is super different. I My process for every job is different. Um, 
you know, it's, it's uh, variety's the spice of life. Damn, you know? couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, <laughs> Evan, thank you for joining us today <laughs> on How Long Gone. Uh, it was a pl- it was Oof. a pleasure. It was Woo! a pleasure, and we're, we're all very excited about about season two, um, which will be streaming on FX on uh, Thursday, June twenty second. Yeah, FX on Hulu. FX June on Hulu. 22nd. FX on Hulu. Yeah. Share it with a friend. Binge it. Share it with a friend. Binge it. You know what I mean. Get those memes ready. For God's sakes, let's let's create memes. Yeah, let's create an. I would I would like an Eben meme this season. Let's see if we can make that happen, listeners. I you know, would let's just figure out. Say, get your loved ones close. Mix up a picture of Bacardi and die, and uh, you know, <laughs> sit back and enjoy. You know? Bacardi and diet. <laughs> That's a Chicago drink. Yeah. Bacardi and diet. Wow, diet anything okay, or diet coke? I think it's diet coke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've had Bacardi and diet before. It's, it, ain't, it ain't half bad. <laughs> I, obviously, those guys in Chicago, they just know how to do things. Uh, but Evan, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, um, guys. You guys go. You guys go stream the bear. Enjoy your vacation. Thank you. Man. Uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully, I see you when you get back. All right, guys. I'll keep listening. I'll see. You, I'll, I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, brother.